can't get enough, Mummy Dearest? Double your content by subscribing to our Patreon. Subscriptions as low as $1 a month, because Zach and I are two cheap little hussies and we'll take what we can get. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, a podcast where we used to talk about the mummy, but now we talk about other movies too. Welcome back, everybody, to a special episode of the Mummy Dearest Podcast, where we unwrap pop culture from the 90s, 2000s, and that's right, today. I'm Zach Mellon. I'm Sloan Steele. Today, we're unwrapping a movie that came out, I think, a week ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, we Sloan and I had Danny Pellegrino on the podcast and he kind of like flippantly told us about this movie called do revenge. And we, it sounded great. We didn't really think to ourselves that we would need to go watch it, but then I kept seeing tweets and TikToks about it. And I was like, maybe we need to watch this Sloan needed zero, zero convincing. I don't even know. I don't even remember Danny telling us about it. I don't remember you mentioning it. I just turned it right. The fuck on. I literally think it was like 8.30 in the morning. And I was like, hey, Sloan, I think we need to do this movie because people are saying it's really good. And you were like, okay. And then you were like, hey, I just watched the movie. And I was like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I, uh, I'm too on top of the ball. It was like say. really on top of it. So we watched it. I have to say, we're we're talking about it on the podcast because we want more movies like this made. Mm-hmm. We need this genre to remain strong and on top. Yes, yes. It's called Do Revenge. It's directed by Jennifer Caton Robinson, who hasn't really done much that we would know about. Um, it's such a good modern 90s teen movie. It took every single element from every... If you listen to this podcast and you love these movies, you need to go watch Do Revenge immediately because you will just love it. It's literally... It's Jawbreaker. It's Cruel Intentions. It's Clueless. I mean, it's every movie rolled into one, but they honored it and they did it in a way that was fun and smart and like appropriate for today, but also I think will probably hold up like years from now hundred percent. these other movies do. It's, it's perfect. It was so smart. I'm going to, I'm going to. Oh, and Mean cast. Girls. Sorry, Mean Girls. And obviously. Mean Girls, like a hundred percent. I'm going to go through the cast. I'm not going to do ages because they're all like still this age, but whatever. But Camilla Mendez is in it from Riverdale. Maya Hawk from Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. <laughs> from Stranger Things. Austin Abrams from Euphoria. Alicia Bowe from 13 Reasons Why. JD from Outer Banks. And Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. And then there's like a ton more like secondary characters that are so good. Excuse me. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. That's fair. I will say, though, that I don't know if we want to give that spoiler away. It's not a spoiler, but I don't know if we... Because for me, this element of surprise for that was like, 
so good. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. There's a there's an element of surprise. <laughs> like they got they got someone from all of our beloved films from the 90s to play a role in this film. A perfect role. Perfect role. Iconic behavior all around. I honestly wish there had been maybe a little bit more. Like I think I that agree. this would have been an incredible like series. I would have loved to see this as I like agree. a a TV series. I think this You know, let's be- just spoil it. Are you sure? No, I'm not. I don't want to okay, do it. Yeah. Okay. I want you guys to be surprised. I want you to go yeah. watch it. I want I wanted to do numbers so they make more of these. I do too. It's it's so good, you guys. It's like very good. Immediately, this movie starts and the first frame is a license plate that says dumb bitch. <laughs> it's truly like the movie is honestly just like very iconic behavior all around in the stuff. It's all iconic. It the has costumes, seasons. the seasons. There's, you know, we love a narrator, font, a narrator, and you guys know we love fonts on a screen. We love a little. We love to get to see where we are, and they give it to us in a cute font. It's a mm. Camilla Mendez narrates most of it, and she starts off the movie. It's like it's spring. It tells us it's spring. It's almost like that's like a Mean Girls vibe, where like we go the whole school year with them. It's just like they do every, and at the very end, we get follow-up credits, follow-up credit videos. You guys, it's so good. It's We just talked about that. I know. They gave us everything we wanted. They really did. It had Romy and Michelle vibes. Like, it had every vibe. Do you know by Robin? Do you know what it takes? They also, the person who wrote this movie must have been around our age because- they literally had, which you guys know, if you've listened to our show, how much we love the song. How's it going to be? I've played it before on here. They had that song. They were singing along to song. They had flag Sitta. They had ska. Like, you guys, this was insane. Like, this movie was so good. And I and it freaked me out because I'm like, are teens listening to Harvey, Harvey Danger? No, this was for us. Okay, this is for us. I think that the, okay, here's- Interesting, interesting. I think that this movie was made for millennials. I think it was given to us as a gift, but they knew that they needed to keep it in high school because like, that's what we- want like we loved that so much but so the they were gen like, zers love camilla Me- what's her name camilla mendez? Well, that's camilla mendez but that's what i'm saying i think that they were like but in order to get like both generations here like we need to they give them they gave it. us the cast is so good you guys like all of these iconic shows that have been coming out like for like five years or whatever that might be maybe too young for us I don't know. I think some millennials watch these shows, but it's perfectly cast. It's like more, it's perfectly cast. I mean, like Euphoria and 13 Reasons Why and Stranger Things and Riverdale. Like these are all the iconic shows that the like that the kids Gen are, watching. are watching. The kids are watching them. And it was just like this perfect mashup of modern and familiar. The scene where there's a makeover scene, you guys. There's a self-referential makeover scene where Maya Hawk literally says, I think this is problematic. And then Camilla Menes is like, yeah, but it's fun. She goes, it is problematic, but it's fun. And like, that's, that is what this podcast is about. Yeah. It's literally like, mm, we have a lot of problems with this, but it's fun to but look at. It's so fun, you guys. But it's it's fun. so well written. There's all these like very small moments that the 90s movies had. It's like about those little quippy, small 
moments that just made me laugh, like so, like Glenergy, Glenn Close Glenner- Energy, Glenn Close Energy, Glenergy. <gasps> but like, I'm like, do kids know about Glenn Close, or is no, this, this for is the millennials? For us. Okay, this it's for us. for us. It's for us. Okay, or maybe they reference Zach- they reference '90s movies like every other line. I literally at one point I was like, Zach, I'm pretty sure this movie is going to end with Bittersweet Symphony. It does end with a classic convertible that came out of nowhere, a classic convertible down a highway. highway. Like it literally cruel intentions. I mean, the ending, we won't like spoil it, but the ending was very much like the Coke necklace that, that Sarah Michelle Geller is wearing. Like it's very much that energy. Like there and the, so and like there was like a lot of Coke references and like a public shaming scene. And it's like it's it's, it's so a good. Lot. It's I really wanted good. I'm not gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to skirt around this okay. so we don't spoil like who this person is. But I really wanted, because we don't get a name, that person's character doesn't have a name. Even in the credits, it's just the, what the whatever they are. And I wanted, I almost was like, at the end, they're going to Do something. make us. I thought that they were going to say that it was that character from the mm-hmm. 90s. Because mm-hmm. oh, it was, yeah, they never I give thought her name. that they were going to reference, yeah, they don't. Yeah, and well, yeah. yeah, to her. But yeah, they like, they to don't. Her. So I was like, they're waiting until the end to reference that character, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They didn't. But, but that would have been really but, cool. Oh, I don't think that person would have turned into that position and like as a job, though. I don't. I don't think, think so. I think that I don't think that would have happened. Yeah. But, but like some of the highlights for me, Sophie Turner was so good in this. She really cracked me up in this movie. She was so good. So, so, so good. So good. So funny. <laughs> she has like maybe five lines and she's like, it was such a scene stealer. Camila Mendez play, they play off each other. First of all, Camila Mendez and Maya Hawk have incredible chemistry. I love them together. Maya Hawk, I guess she has to per- portray a lesbian in everything she's in, which like, fine. Is she happy. a lesbian? I don't believe so, but I don't actually really know. So I shouldn't yeah. say. But like, Everything she does for Netflix, they're like, Maya, you're going to be a lesbian again. And she's like, all right, great. Cool. Like, oh, cool. Awesome. That she's was like so big mean girl. Her. That was like pulled for mean girls. Like the, I mean, she yeah. was a lesbian. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's really, and here's the other thing. There's like really good twists in the movie. Like twists. the twist is really good where you're like, whoa, like I didn't see it coming at all. Me neither. And I was ready for the movie to end at that point. So then when the twist came, I was like, I'm back like, in. Oh, but that like, it does drag for a few. And Zach was like, it kind of drags. It's a full two hours. Yeah. I was like, it does. But like, then you'll get back in. And Zach was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm back in. Like, I'm it's long. In. It's long. But it's, it's the writing is smart and sharp. The costumes are so much fun to look at. I don't really understand how Camila Mendez was like poor, but had such an exquisite wardrobe. Really make I sense. agree. I I think that that yeah. So in the movie, everyone is filthy rich in Miami, and she's not. How? But I'm not sure if that really like needed to be the case. What do you mean? Like I don't know. Like why her being poor had anything to do with the plot? Because there's oh, I think it was just referencing like there's always the poor kid in the rich school in those nineties movies. Yeah, I think that's all that it was. She was the she was like the queen bee, and she was the poor one. 
Yeah, I think, well, they think that's kind of what flipped it on its head. And then it was like, she could fall from grace so quickly because she is poor and doesn't have any sort of financial standing. Like the whole point of the film was like, all of the really rich kids can get away with anything because they have money. Like at one point they're like, she's not going to jail because like, yeah, of course she's not going to jail. She's rich and white. But if you're poor and you lose your, even a little bit of social standing, you have nothing. You have nothing Nothing. left. You don't have power. You you don't have influence. Nothing. This movie, like, we're so used to seeing, like, girl-on-girl violence and, like, pitting women against each other. And this movie is about, the it's about girls fighting against boys. It's, like, it's not, I mean, there's some girl-on-girl rivalry, but, like, it's, it's so, like, unproblem, they let it be problematic in the fun ways and they unproblematic it in the bad ways. I just like loved it. I loved like it was the most sincere, like the end when like everything like comes back together and I'm, I'm trying not to give spoilers away, but the way that the two main girls are like, I don't want to do this anymore was like such an amazing moment that like, I can't really think about another movie that's done that where they're just like, I don't want to be doing this. It was so do it. Yeah. It was so real. It's like, let's just like, why are we doing this? So the, I mean, yeah, we didn't do the, again, this is like, this is a mommy dearest trope, but we didn't give a plot, but (laughs) I don't even know how we can. Yeah. I mean, quickly it's the initial plot is just like this girl who comes to a school, a new girl, she befriends the popular girl and they have like, they have mutual revenge. Yeah. They're, it's so basically it, like strangers on a train or like they're trying to, they're, they're trying to carry out each other's revenge plots. And nothing like bands people together, like mutual revenge. Like it's dangerous liaisons, cruel Have intentions. you experienced like, have you experienced like teaming up with someone to take another person down? Um, I am like, so not into revenge. I get even like, when you were like 20, I never really like did revenge. Yeah, no, me neither. I've done horrible things to people, but I've never really done revenge. But only because, but I, you're like, but they didn't deserve it. No, they didn't deserve <laughs> it. I would like torture people, like do yeah. pranks and mean things, but like, I never, I never did revenge. Like even to this day, which like, I think this movie did a really good job of also, it's like, who benefits from the revenge? Like you don't really actually feel better after the revenge. You're no. just like, I'll tell you after it. Ta- okay. I'm excited. Like I, I know I always talk about my sexual assault, but, and I'm not trying to laugh. It's just like, there are things I could do. Like I could go like pick it outside the place. I could go and write a bunch of articles and submit them. Murder someone. I can murder someone. I could like, I could blow them up on next door and Yelp and all that. But it's like. You actually should blow them up on next door. Yeah, no, I actually should. But then I'm like, it's so much energy expel expended for me to like go back into that headspace. It's like, is this good for me to do? Well, and once you get a taste, you're like not going to want to stop. It's I like, know, oh, that's the other thing. It's going to feel so good. So the problem. But anyway, we get, okay. Oscar winner, Olivia Coleman, the emotional support lizard. Who that. writes that? Like who the writing in this is so good. The six it's like hetero we, men. It's like we wrote a movie. <laughs> It is like we wrote it. I mean, the cis hetero men, like for 
for what did they what did he for like say? women's empowerment women or identifying or like women identifying people or like it was just like it the was most, so it was the longest banner of all time for like this it was movie. so funny this okay the driving when screaming moment yeah and camilla mendez just goes what the fuck was that the cursing in this movie is so good it's like really well-timed curse words which i know is like a weird thing to bring up but no you're right like sophie turner yeah like in the in the in that place when she goes when they're like i forget what her name is but they're like come back to do this and she's like fuck i'm coming they're like come back to arts and crafts she's like yeah i'm coming (laughs) i'm coming fuck it's so she was incredible she was so fucking funny in this she was really good i hope that she gets like it's weird because the Game of Thrones people like really were like, I can't do anything else now. Like it really fucked them up. And but I hope that She's she gets so more good. roles like that. She's like so that was good. that was amazing. That I was so her. funny. There's a lot of like queerness too. And it's like it's and it's like built to the plot, but it's not like brought up in the way where it's like it's like. Uh, it is a plot point, but it's not like the like sad queer plot point of tragedy, even though no, it, it's it a, is, but it's not. Well, it is because of the the sad the sad queer plot point happened a long time ago. Yes. And then now it's almost like that was stupid. Like, why are we even like and I mean there's even like that scene where his name is JD in real life. I forget what his name is in the movie, but he's the Max? popular kid's friend. Oh, I don't know. The black guy? Can't remember what his name is. First of all, his character was the best character in the movie. Like his so his like initial like introduction to the movie is him just floating on a raft like smoking pot like and he's just like the cool calm guy, but he also like references like that he should you should just eat whoever's ass you want. Yeah. He's like, just eat whoever's ass you want. Just go eat ass. Like the whole point of this movie is like the guy, like they keep trying to get this guy in trouble and get revenge on him. And like the main popular guy, but he just keeps coming out on top. Like the, he cannot be toppled because he's a man. And the girls just like look crazy. I think he's the only white cis hetero man yeah, in, the, in movie. the movie. Yeah. The, because Camila's like new boyfriend is definitely not white. Or right, probably exactly. or right exactly oh and my god I, and we got a paint we got a paint scene a la 10 things i hate about you we got a paint scene a romantic we got a, paintball scene we got a car accident trope where someone's on the phone and you see them from the side and then <sighs> that happens oh my we got, god i mean the tropes are unless i i didn't even write them all down but i also love that like the main girl like the main popular girls are all of color Mm-hmm. there's not one popular girl that's white nope it's, it's so, so good, good. Is that i love I... When... when what what do you love well there's just a line where he go at the end when um austin abrams says i'm gonna go do coke off a girl's butthole <laughs> like, <laughs> they deliver the lines oh, like good oh so well it was so good you guys um this was by the way like very much what my high school was like okay yeah we yeah i know that you wanted to get into that i so. don't want to get into it i was just like i text zach i texted zach i was like this is feeling very triggering it's just it was bringing back a lot of like 
memories of just uh, we didn't have parents there were no parents in this movie and like it made me want to go back to high school like so badly yeah same it was just like what a rich involved well-built world we had in high school i had so much going on so many plot lines so many subplots it was high school like i didn't like a soap opera really it really was, but at the time, you, it just feels like normal, and it doesn't yeah. feel like I. If you could like go back now with like this mentality, I would be having. I mean, I did have fun in high school, but I would be having more fun at the expense of how silly and fun it is. Like it would be much more enjoyable. Thinking like, wow, this is all so dramatic and fun. You think I? W- I'm like thinking about being like Josie Grossy and going back to write like a think piece, like a journalism think piece. It would be tough. Yeah. Like it would be tough to relate to any of them. <laughs> but- I mean, based on how I just felt when I was trying to like, look at like news about the MTV video music awards. And I was like, well, I don't know one person here. I don't think I would oh, be able to go back and be like, how do you do fellow kids? Did you notice the really subtle line at the very end when they, when someone out of like off camera goes, don't let the patriarchy hit you on the way out. I loved it. I love you guys. This film is just good. Like just go watch it. You have nothing to lose. You're going, if you like this podcast, you're going to turn it on. You're going to have a good time. It was fucking just have a good time just have and a good really time. like absorb it. Like, listen to it. You're going to love it. Like, don't be on your phone. Like, you can, like, literally, you're going to be entertained. You're going to love it. I wasn't, I think I picked up my phone, like, once the whole time. It's really good. To text you. To text me to be like, this is really good. This is really good. I'm glad you liked it. I was worried you're going to be like, Sloan, your taste in movie, your your rotten brain has finally caved in. No, it was, like, very well written. It's very funny. Go watch it. You can find us at Mummy Dearest Podcast on Patreon and on Instagram. You can find me at Zach Mellon everywhere else. You can find me at I Am Sloan Steel and at Oh My Erotica. And honestly, probably watching Do Revenge again, like this weekend. I kind of want to watch so, it again. Yeah, me too. Go give everyone one energy. We love you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Mummy Dearest Podcast. See you next time. And remember, don't read from the Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm.